This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Dan Clark talks films on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of Screen Talk. Even though our sting oh, said, uh, <laughs> should we do it again? Dan? Okay. Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. There you go. That's more like it. Uh, welcome to Dan Clark Talks Films. <laughs> That's my producer there, Adam. Uh, he he realised his mistake and uh, like the professional he is, he just stopped and started again. It was amazing. Um, so welcome to the show. Uh, for those of you that have lis- uh, are first time listeners, this show is uh, a show where we discuss all things film and television. We have producers, writers, uh, directors, comedians, critics, composers, any anyone involved. Basically, we are and we'll accept anyone into into our booth. Um, first of all, uh, what the fuck is going on with the weather? The weather, this is really bothering me. Not just that it's cold, but I can't wear my mid-season clothes yet. I really want to wear a light jacket and a silk scarf, and it's still woolly scarf and puffer jacket weather. It's really, really depressing me. I don't understand what's going on. Um, we have... An amazing show, which will warm us up. We have two brilliant guests today. We have the uh, TV critic. I don't know his official title. Is it TV editor, TV critic from Heat magazine, um, and general expert on television, uh, Boyd Hilton, and the wonderful uh, actor-writer, Jim Howick, who will be defending his guilty pleasure later in the show. Uh, But to kickstart the show, uh, we do this every week. We pick songs or piece of score from, um, from films. Uh, stuff we like. This is a song that I do actually like. I wouldn't have picked this if it wasn't for uh, what I'm about to discuss with Jim. But I like this song anyway. Uh, It's kind of one of my favourite Bond songs. This is Duran Duran with A View to a Kill. Screen Talk with Dan Clark on FUBAR Radio. I I would actually say that is um, definitely in my top three Bond song, uh, but you Bond songs, you um, you Boyd. We have Boyd Hilton here with us. Hello, Hi, Boyd. Dan. You you slightly turned your nose up oh, when I said that. Yeah, top three, no. Yeah. I mean top ten. All right, top, maybe top four. Go on. What's your top three? Go. Nobody does it better. Got to be number one. Okay. Goldfinger. Live and all, let die. These are all obvious all choices. Better. Moonraker. All right. Moonraker. Underrated. Okay. Um, just loads, loads better than that. I yeah. mean, I love Duran Duran. Don't get me wrong. I think the thing that lets it down are all the weird orchestra yes. hits. Yes. Do you remember Very those? dated. Yeah. Very do you remember dated. when you used to yep. get a Casio keyboard oh, and hit those? Well, I didn't, but you did. Yeah. But I oh. love that sound when it was in the eighties. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, it was in. Back the, then it was good. Back then it was good, but now it sounds terrible. Yeah. Right? I think if you removed all that and yeah. stripped it down to its basics, you that's a right. good song. We'll get them to re-record it, and then it would be in my top three. Okay. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be a Bond song then. That's true. That's true. Sure, Jay, I'm going to have Moonraker at my funeral. Well, but anyone who says, you know, you're a hipster when you say my favourite Bond theme is the Radiohead one that didn't make it into. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, being a yeah. bit of a tosser, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, because yeah. it's not. I wonder if they actually felt any genuine rejection. Um, I think they probably must have done. They? Even even they must have felt rejected because yeah, they was literally rejected. Yeah, so, yeah, surely. They and then publicly done. known. Yeah. I don't uh, think they would have put it out, in fact, if they hadn't felt rejected, because that was a quite a, a, a kind of interesting Was that a, like a, a bit of sweet revenge, so. do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it was never going to be a moment. No, it wasn't, exactly. <laughs> it was so le- like, well, everyone's depressed at the beginning of yeah, the, the film, although yeah. maybe it would have added something mm. to Spectre that, that, oh, it, okay. that, that it needed. But um, I can't believe Sam Smith won an Oscar for that song. Not, I don't have, I'm not going to sit here and slate <laughs> Sam no, Smith, but... No. 
uh, it was the second song that had a familiar motif from an already existing yeah. song. It was extraordinary, yeah, because it's such a dirge of a song. I mean, I yeah. think it worked with the title sequence. Worked at least better than it does just listening to the song. Because mm. I love the t- I think the title sequence is beautiful of, of, of Spectre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a song on its own, it was terrible. But um, I predicted he would win the Oscar, by the way, because he won the Golden Globe. And I thought, oh, maybe he's going to do it. And um, and he did give us one of the great ridiculous speeches of all time. So yeah, it was yeah. worth it. Did you? Uh, were people genuinely? Like, there was this sort of notion that people were offended by him saying he was the first gay man to th- win an Oscar. Yeah, I don't think anyone was offended. Well, I wasn't. I think we just found it hilarious that yeah. he thought he was without even thinking about it. Just like some like, yeah. kind of, I don't I'm know. just going to yeah. make up a fact. Yeah. Uh, in front of do it in two, front of 60 many? million. Well, yeah. about, in America, I think about 40, 50 million people watch it. And around yeah. the world, they say billion, who knows. But Well, probably it, 30 million <laughs> of those would believe him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's true. Yeah, They'd be right. like, what, gay people are allowed to yeah. win Oscars? Oh, yeah. um, that's a hideous uh, generalisation. <laughs> Boyd Hilton you are what is I, I, I forget your your actual My title. title yeah it's a bit ridiculous it's now entertainment director of Heat Magazine yeah I'm okay. a I'm director if you, yeah because I've been there so long like, yeah. you become a director if you've been there you've than, been there since it began oh my right? god yeah 17 years oh my literally embarrassing you know when they say uh, people like parents especially say it to kids now (laughs) there's no such thing as a job for life Mm. well you're proving that that's wrong that's my sole purpose how have you done that that. I think because I don't know they just can't get rid of me I'm just yeah it would be quite expensive to get rid of me probably now really um, you know I bring in some kind of worth to to the magazine (laughs) it is bizarre yeah I mean it's a magazine for 30 year olds yeah I mean yeah but it's it's incredible obviously you do a lot of other things you do Q&A's and yes. do you write you write for other publications every now and then well? not a lot when I yeah like every now and then from the Observer or Guardian or something not many other people actually I'm trying to think about it. yeah that's about it yeah. and in and in a world of uh, where the, they say that print is dead how yes. does heat oh survive in this day and well, age well it, it, it's uh, if it's not dead it's definitely um, definitely on a, on it's, a decline it's on in a Florida lying in the yeah, sun yeah it is yeah um, I think we well what you know it's boring but what newspapers did the newspapers are absolutely on their way out print wise because mm-hmm. they put all their stuff on the internet for free like the Guardian did that you know it's kind of currently losing oh, God. millions and millions every week yeah but magazines like ours we we always separate so we've got a new website but the magazine isn't on the web so you have to buy it if you want to read mm-hmm. the glorious stuff that I come up with for example you have to it's not on the internet so I think that just about keeps it going that people do we have enough people thankfully that buy it we can make out to read whatever we Put on and the, a, a reasonable price, yeah, one sixty-five. I mean, I, it? I look in, I, I go into news agents, especially in London's trendy Soho, mm. and you see all these um, kind of prestige magazines yeah. that cost like. 12 quid oh do you know what I do write for some of them yeah I've, I've written for um, GQ Style and right. yeah some of those magazines yeah those really lavish yeah. particularly uh, fashion magazines yeah they are incredible but they I don't understand the um, how, they, how they but it's all advertising they get like hundreds of pages of advertising yeah I did mm-hmm. a cover story for GQ Style actually that was one of my, the high points of yeah. my career with the guy who stars in the last Star Wars film John Boyega, who yeah, was yeah. wonderful, and I did a like a six-page um, interview was, with him. Oh, yeah. uh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. And was he nice? He was lovely, absolutely yeah. lovely. He's incredible. Yeah, he his seems to be loving yeah. his uh, his moment he in really the sun, is. doesn't he? I he like really I is, like yeah. that he's, um, he's embracing it. Yeah, but yeah, in totally. a good way, not in a absolutely. sort of arrogant way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I guess you know this does lead us neatly into what I wanted to talk to you about, which is how things are changing so much. Obviously, in the print media and social yeah. media, but. Um, I'm interested in like uh, the state of comedy at the moment mm. and whether we are in a good place, a bad place, a transitional place. What is your feeling? Yeah, it's interesting. Do you mean on TV and on film, te- on television Television particularly, particularly yeah. but even, I think, even film yeah. as well. I don't feel like there are classic comedies no. being uh, being released in the film Not world many. either. But no. you know. um, I think 
Well, I think in TV, I think in film, you're right. You know, I think there's a there's a real. I think in film, it's part of the it's a part of the victim of this whole thing about films now are either huge two hundred million dollar mm-hmm. blockbusters or they're five million dollar indie things mm-hmm. that are shot or, on, or on less, video even. or even less. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the middle ground of the kind of forty fifty million because kind of any decent film these days costs pretty much at least that if you're going to get you know mm-hmm. a recognized cast. So it's hard to do like your Groundhog Day type of film and that just off the top of my head. Mm. Um, because it's a, now it's a that would, good reference. Yeah, it's a great, it's a yeah. brilliant film. But yeah, just that middle level of film is really hard to make. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I saw a company last night actually, which which is Mother's Day, which has got you know, one of these all star casts. Yeah, yeah. You know, Valentine's Day, yeah. New Year's Easy, Day things, thing, and yeah. now you can get off the ground because it's got Julia Roberts and you know Jennifer Aniston, Jack Whitehall's in it, incredibly. Oh. Yeah, um, because it's got all these stars, and it's very glossy, but it's just hard to do. And you know, I guess Judd Apatow, he's doing comp- great comedies, pretty mm-hmm. much. I think you know, at least interesting ones that are too long. Um, <laughs> but he's getting um, don't he, get me started. Sorry, yeah, he gets uh, fine outs for those <laughs> films. But um, Woody Allen, of course. I know you talked about Woody yeah. with Steve Merchant, that brilliant podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, to that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard, I think. If you want to get a pretty well-made, relatively expensive comedy, it's hard to get made. TV, I think it's all about... I think BBC has been in, in not, not making enough yeah. comedy. That's my kind of... Well, I'm going to come on okay. to that because... Yes, but I, everyone else, I think Channel 4 is doing pretty well, I think, you know, Catastrophe they've had, they've had Raised by Wolves, the Kate mm-hmm. Moran thing, they've got Flowers, which is on... Yeah, it's on this now, week. Now, this yeah. week, which is really interesting. We're hoping to get Will in... Uh, right, he's so, yeah. an incredible yeah, story, yeah. that is, yeah. Um, so I think they're, they're, you know, I think they're, they're, after a period where they had a pretty bad time, I think, with comedy, yeah. they're doing pretty well, um, but I think the BBC needs, needs to do more, I don't know why they haven't done more, particularly on BBC One, you hardly ever get a comedy on BBC One, it's really difficult. Um, well, I BBC would, not so bad. Yeah. I would say I would I would actually say that your theory, which I think is a in the business, people kind of are familiar with that this idea of the really big film and the small film yeah. actually applies in this country anyway to TV right. comedy yeah. as well, not to drama, Maybe. but yeah. because it seems to me that BBC One or well, BBC One's the only place that they're really that they launch big shows, yes. and they're the bit they're trying to you know. Re- replicate the success of Mrs. Brown's Boys, Miranda. They want mm. those really big, yep. broad, mainstream shows. Or you have Channel 4, which are making brilliant shows, mm. like stuff that I like. Yes. You know, I'm aware that I have a taste. Yes. But they're small in terms of viewing figures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they're great. Yep. They get great uh, reviews, yes. awards, and stuff. But there's no middle. There's no like shows that get three or four million viewers yeah, that's true, yeah. that may not be may not be as broad as Mrs. Brown's boys, but certainly appeal to a bit more of a range of yeah, people. Yeah, it's weird. It? And it, it sort awesome. of feels to me like that's happening. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want it to be more kind of uh, philosophical about it, I guess you could say that's happening in the world. Yeah. The middle class yeah. being shrunk. You're right, yeah. No, U- you're, Uber. God, yeah, it's a whole thing, isn't it? God, yeah. Amazon. It's, it's cultural. Like, it's either the really rich yeah. people or everyone else doing the hard work yeah. at the bottom I think and it's weird with BBC because I think that's true but I also think specifically like there are shows that could be on BBC One that are on BBC Two for no good reason so in the Two Doors Down are you watching that at the moment on Friday night it's on is that Friday night BBC Scotland, Two 10 o'clock yeah. Scottish yeah, yeah. really good cast mm-hmm. Duma Kickens in it um, Arabella Weir's in it uh, it's got kind of a gay couple character in it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't remember the people who play them, but they're what? really good. Yes, I know. <laughs> Shocking. Right, that's but it. I'm it's complaining. it's actually a really well done, yeah. very mainstream comedy, just about neighbours, kind of very low concept. 
why it's not BBC One is mystifying. It should be on BBC One at 9 o'clock, 9.30 on a Friday night, but it's on BBC Two at 10. There's another one coming. When that finishes, there's a new show called Mum, which is Stefan Golachewski. I think that's Golachewski. Yeah, yeah. him, him, right, him and her. Yeah, yeah. Him and her should have, could have been on BBC yeah. One. This is a very, this would be really good series, Mum, with Leslie Manville. It's a bit like a kind of Mike Lee-esque thing. Okay. But Mike Lee films do really well. When he, you know, yeah. So that could be on BBC One. I, I just think it's fear. It feel, seems to me like if they don't think it's got like, it's not shot in studio. Yeah, for like in, in the Mrs. Brown's Boy style or something, they were worried about it, mm-hmm. and, and they, sh- they make sure it's only on, it's I mean only it's make sure it's on BBC Two. But you're right, you know, it's anything on BBC Two at ten o'clock on a Friday night, it's going to get what a million at most. Yeah. Whereas BBC One, it's going to get three, four million maybe. Yeah. And but, it's weird that they don't. But it, three or four million isn't enough. For isn't BBC enough? One, oh right? my god, I know the Kennedys. So I know Emma Kennedy. Do you know yeah. Emma? Yeah, yeah. She did the Kennedys. I thought it was a really good, you know, yeah. strong, very likable, great and that's, cast. That's the exact type of show yeah, I'm talking right. about. That sort of. And it was, yeah. and it wasn't recommissioned, and it did get three, four million people as far as I, mean, I know. That's a, a fucking lot in this day and age. What's going it's on? It's incredible. Try and put yeah. four million people in Absolutely. Wembley Stadium. Oh, well, you course, won't. Yeah. And, you, and you're right. And three, tr- see three or four million people watching a film now is a yeah. huge hit. Yeah, that but is. on TV, at least on BBC One, I, you know, who knows what, what their reasoning is. I know, and I know a, a bunch of commissioners, and they're all good people with good taste, but when it, obviously the collective and the, uh, the party line that you have to toe and stuff, you sometimes think, where what is the reasoning behind stuff I, yeah, you know, no, I, 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 I don't think I would ever get the real reason if, if I asked no. one of them individually um, and I know like I say I know them and they, I know having conversations what great taste or mm. diversity in taste they have yeah. but it just seems really um, it almost feels like it's either like we say the really big thing and anything slightly shy of that yeah, they're too nervous no, to do. I think you're right, and we and so what that means is that that Sky now is is an incredible yeah. home for comedy. So Sky is doing Julia Davis's stuff is now yeah. on Sky, Steve Coogan's stuff, Alan Partridge's shoes on right. Sky, which was absolutely brilliant. There's a weird one though, isn't there? Yeah, it's weird. With, uh, well, with <laughs> with Steve, his, yeah, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing Q and A with Steve on uh, oh, yeah. Wednesday next week oh, for the new Alan Partridge one off, which is also on Sky. Have you, you've seen it already? Yeah, it's great, fantastic. Is it good? It's brilliant. Oh, yeah, God. but he, you know, he's I think his reasoning is why you know why shouldn't he do you know if, 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 to avoid Murdoch own things, yeah. which is what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a leading member of Hacked <laughs> Off, etc., where you know, it, it's impossible, isn't it? Because you're not going to do anything for Fox, mm-hmm. really. You're not going to do any Fox film or TV show. You're not going to do any Sky thing. It's hard. It, I mean, I, I admire anyone <coughs> who sticks to that gum of, of not course. doing anything for Murdoch. But, but I think he did once, I'm sure I've heard him say, you know what? Uh, it's the press thing that I have an issue yeah, with. Yeah, that's right. He did. You yeah, know, that's, it's, that's it's true. News Corp. Yeah, which rather I can than, see that. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. That, I, think I, I get the logic in that. Yeah. yeah. So, but, what I mean is, but Sky is doing. So, the Julia Davis show, do you see camping on I, Sky? Do you know what? I annoyingly don't have Sky Atlantic. Uh, you can't watch it online anywhere if well, you're not. Now TV. That, you've got to get Now TV. You I've can. got to get that. Yeah. yeah and I know Julia really well and we've me. worked together yeah, and it's like. But it's like, I just haven't been able to no, watch it. And I keep hearing all these amazing yeah, things. But that's yeah. the thing that, you, you know, you, that would just have been on BBC Two, you know. Well, it's, I um, thought that about Hunderby. Hunderby yeah. was my favourite thing that yeah, she had done, right? Yeah. I loved it so much. Yeah. I loved it because it was also like, I, kept, I sort of weirdly got caught up in the romance at yeah, the yeah, centre yeah, of it. Of I'm course. talking about the f- main first series. <laughs> yes. And I thought, well, this was a shoe-in for BBC Two, mm. like, yeah. eight years ago. Why is it on a, such a niche channel yeah. now? Because they're too scared, yeah. yeah. Camping is equally, you get caught up in camping in the relationships, yeah. but it's also unbelievably, shockingly rude. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. I think she, they, she, they know Sky will let her do whatever the hell she wants yeah, in terms yeah. of that explicit content. I think BBC probably would be scared of that. Yeah, well, um, I feel like that Channel 4 are doing those kinds of shows, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm really pleased.
there's there's like Toast of London. Yes. There's, like you say, Catastrophe. There's Catastrophe another one where you incredible. say you say um, that Mum or no, was it Two Doors Down? Very yeah. low concept. So is Catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I my thing is well, that's what happens if you give two talented writers an opportunity. Completely, yeah. Uh, it's not like it's you know I, I can imagine someone that isn't known pitching that idea and then going, what is this? Yeah, this the is, genius of it exactly is it's Sharon Hogan and Rob Delaney yeah, doing that ex- stuff. Yeah, yeah and completely. the. Um, and the execution of it. Yeah. Now, I was, because I don't want to just sound like a bitter old man <laughs> who used to, you know, uh, talking about the heyday of comedy, but yeah. as an experiment, right, and yeah. I am going to just sound so bitter, I thought, I'm sure there was more, not just more stuff, there definitely volume, but also like a variety of yeah. really broad, sort of middle ground, left field and stuff. So I just picked four years in the late 90s. Oh, okay. And just looked at what was being made yeah. or... And this is what... This is just some of them. This yeah, isn't even yeah. all of them, right? This is what was either being transmitted at the time or commissioned. Yeah. We had Father Ted, Game On, The Peter Principle. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. With... Uh, What's his name? Um, um, why have I forgotten yeah, his name? The, the legendary yeah, Oh, guy. my God. Okay, Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. Well done. Was, yeah. I love that show. Yeah, it and great. it just went completely under. Yeah. Peter Principle, Mrs. Merton Show, The Thin Blue Line, Mark Thomas, Comedy Product, Red Dwarf was showing at the time, Roger Roger, Only Fools and Horses was showing at the time, The Armstrong, Armstrong and Miller Show, Chalk, Mr. Bean. Chalk. I'm Alan no, Partridge. Yeah. I love Chalk. I love Chalk. With David Bamber. David Amazing. Bamber's in... So David Bamber... Sorry to interrupt, but David Bamber is in camping naked. And I'm not just saying a bit naked, full frontal naked extensively. Well, if there's... That, what a legend. There's an a, advert. Yeah. Stella Street, Operation Good Guys, We Know Where You Live, Brass Eye, Trigger Happy TV, that wow. Peter Kay thing. Wow. This morning with Richard Not Judy, How Do You Want Me? Goodness Gracious Me, <laughs> Dinner do Ladies. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. With uh, Dylan Moran? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. How do you, of course I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, was it brilliant. Simon Simon Knight? Yeah, Simon Knight. It's, it's a great thing. It's one of my favourite things. Yeah, Smack the Pony, the eleven o'clock show, spaced big is this train. In one year. This is in four years. Oh, four years, okay. Right, so obviously that's four years, but have we made, like, let me finish <laughs> no, the list. Big Train, League of Gentlemen, Hippies, High Hopes, Gimme, 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 Boys Unlimited, Ali G, Alistair McGowan, Jam, Bang Bang, It's Reeves and Mortimer, Black Books, Coupling, My ha- My Family, My Hero. I mean, that's in four years. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, you're right. Are we making that? No, we're not. No, it's weird, isn't it? That, it is, is, that is fascinating. Yeah, I would have, uh, that is, I mean... Trying to think, it's a bit depressing. Did you try it? and do the same thing for this? Did, from like, tw- you know, of I don't know, I didn't know I wouldn't. Have, <laughs> you I, I might have lost my point. <laughs> but is that also, and they're all presumably on the main channel, so they're on was, BBC One, Two, Three, BBC Three. BBC, right, okay. This is like I think so I picked just BBC ninety-five to ninety-nine. Right. Right, the, so it's on three channels effectively because yeah. hardly any, nothing, there's no comedy on ITV no. those days, hardly any now. Yeah. Um, apart from Benidorm, but uh, oh that is unbelievable. Yeah. Which is weirdly a massive hit. Oh, so a channel hit. that yeah. doesn't do comedy and they yeah. have one that's yeah. a massive hit. Yeah, Why don't? Well. But uh, um, I wonder whether as well it's just the obviously everything's fractured, yeah. like the way we watch stuff. You that's see true. It on different things. Yeah. But we talk about like everyone sat around the telly and watched The Lightly Lads or Porridge or Together. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Maybe some of them weren't enjoying it. <laughs> no, they, they were, were forced to watch it. it. That's no, that's not true. They were, they were like those the classics that everyone was. Yeah, of course. But I think it is the fractured thing is key. I think. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe subconsciously, you know, the commissioners. I mean, I know, you know, the guy Shane at the BBC yeah, makes he's he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah and, and, and made brilliant stuff. Yeah. So, but I do think subconsciously maybe the schedulers because he has to. It's all very complicated. The BBC, yeah. you know, you have to get things past schedulers and you know all this that and the other and the head of the BBC, whatever. Yeah. You've seen W one A. That's what it's like. Um, but I think. It's like a game of risk. It really is. But yeah. maybe they it, it, it's unconsciously going, well, 
Sky will do stuff with Julia Davis yeah. and, and Coogan. So we kind of got that covered. And do you know, maybe Netflix, you know, will let, give something to some other people. And, um, you know, they're just kind of, maybe they just think we've got to do our own thing. And just it, it, it is the proliferation of channels globally without want to sound like you know amazon and netflix doing their own stuff doing more and more comedy themselves both of them maybe it maybe the pressure is less on commissioners in the big channels to go i've got to come up with you know yeah, seven yeah. eight nine ten decent sitcoms every year or and sketches maybe they just don't think that way because 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 everyone else is doing stuff as sketch well shows. i don't know what, are, what i know sketch shows sketch shows extraordinary to think, isn't that. it yeah, yeah i mean when looking when victoria would die just seeing um yeah. repeats of, of as seen on tv yeah unbelievable you know a, an incredible sketch show that was done week in week out was mm. phenomenally good and you know indelible sketches and no, but hardly anyone's doing that well now, the, i think it's safe to say that the internet is the reason sketch shows are harder to do well Maybe. i think people would go i could watch a sketch yeah. when i feel like it why am i watching somebody yeah, else's okay. choice of 30 sketches <laughs> put together because there was always Maybe, some yeah. i rewatched uh fry and laurie which is mm. one of my all-time favorite yeah. sketch shows and there were some duds in there I didn't remember. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. so yeah. I think, you know, not many, though. No, not many. And, and not many on Victoria Woods, either. No. You know, they showed a lot of them. They showed a lot of them last week, and I couldn't... There weren't many duds. Even the duds were, like, worth watching because she's so good in them. Yeah. Or, you know, Judy people, Waters is in it, and she's being brilliant. People now might go, oh... I'm watching a dud. Why should I stay tuned? Uh, maybe you're right. The young know. people, the young people, the kids, kids. the Twitter. We can't blame generation. everything on the kids. Like something on them. But, right. but you're right because, but that does make it because something a new comedy arrives on TV and within the first two minutes it's being judged on. Well, you know media. all about that. Yeah, and that is different. <laughs> yeah, that is that is, is genuinely hard. different. People are horrendously horrible about new stuff arriving on, yeah. and and they love hate watching stuff and they love telling everyone on Twitter they think this is shit, don't they? Everyone, this this yeah. is a theme that this is something that comes up week after week about. Um, like why people get so angry about comedy? It's ridiculous! Yeah. So angry! Yeah. yeah. Oh my insane. god! Yeah. And when I've I've had that awkward thing where I've made stuff that's gone out, mm. and I've caught someone who's obviously forgotten that we're both on Facebook <laughs> or something saying something bad about oh my God, show, and then I see them out at an event, and I'm like, do I hold like, am I, how do I rise above this? I don't know if I'm Buddhist enough to sort no, of. I think you should address it. You should yeah. tell them. Yeah, confront it. I'm too yeah. scared of confrontation, okay. Boyd. Okay. That's why. Anyway, um, do you have hope? I do. I think, do like, yeah, because I still think there's loads of great stuff out yeah. there. It's just not. It, it's probably. It's not necessarily on the BBC. Yeah. You know, you may have to go and find it. Maybe on. You need to get Sky to get mm-hmm. Now TV to watch Judy yeah, Davis stuff yeah. and Alan Park to get my friend's stuff. Yeah, get yeah. your friend's stuff. Yeah. It's still there. I think. You know, and Netflix. You know, Netflix. Aziz Ansari's show on Netflix. Yeah. And unforgettable. And, um, what's her name Kimmy Schmidt Kimmy yeah. Tina Fey series. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's there. It's just who knows where it's going to be. Uh, but I, I can't imagine that. Um, I mean, TV generally is expanding. It's the only yeah. area of the. I mean, unlike the dying of print journalism we were talking about before, mm. TV is not. TV is like expanding phenomenally. Yeah. More channels, more scripted stuff than ever. I don't know how these people afford it. Yeah, no, I know. How, you know how much, I was reading about the uh, that book, Difficult Men. Have you read it yes. about all the drama show showrunners yeah. in America? Showrunners, yeah. And they were talking about how they did Mad Men. It was the fir- original show yeah. that first original show AMC did yeah. and the pilot cost me like 7 million and you're like can you imagine a network here going let's let's, put, let's <laughs> no. really put everything we've got in one pilot yeah. you know yeah. 
But thank God they are they are yeah. investing that money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. drama is a whole other thing. Like that, we're sure. in an amazing place. Incredible. And yeah. But I think comedy. All my favorite stuff. It, is. But I think that's good for comedy because I think it's not far behind. I think there'll more and more. You know, there'll be more and more new comedy because they want to get those big comedy hits as well as big yeah. drama hits. So yeah. I think I'm, I'm optimistic. Good. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. We've ended on an upbeat note. Uh, Boyd, um, lovely talking to you. I'd like you to come in again at some oh, point. Of we course. Can shoot the shit. And Always available. Um, but we can't talk football because I know nothing about football. That's fine. That's absolutely and fine. I know you're a, it's better you're a not huge to know Arsenal anything fan. about Arsenal right yeah, now. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, thank you very much, Boyd. Um, leading us into our next guest, this is uh, Jim Howick's choice, first choice of two songs. Um, this is from Indiana Jones, uh, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, and this is The Map Room Dawn. Wow. <laughs> that... That really takes you back, doesn't it? To it does opening a it's a holding a holding a broom uh, yeah. in the garage and pretending you're in the the map room in in Tannis. Is that what you used to do? With a yeah, did you? With did a, you? With a, we we kind of acted it out in the in the friend's garden, and then yeah. that the, his garage was the oh. was the map room. And uh, but he was always Indian. I was always Salah because oh, I was man. younger than him, oh. and I was slightly overnourished. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have Jim Howick. James Howick? On James Neal. James Neal Howick, James of Neil, course. Yeah. I knew yeah. you were a James Neal. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, James he has brought his dog, uh, which I'm uh, uh, excited to tell everyone is called Munson. Yeah. What's the reasoning behind that, uh, Jim? Well, Munson is Munson's named after William Hootkin's character in Flash Gordon. Uh I love uh, that you know the actor's it's, name it's because a, I don't remember him from any other films. Done, well, he was e- Eckhart in Batman. He was Porkins in oh Star God. Wars. You know the guy. Was he wasn't in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark as well? Was he? He was in Raiders yeah, of the Lost Ark. He played of one of the uh, the uh, was it CIA men? Or yeah, something? yeah. So he came to oh, what actually was the uh, the, the the Mace the, the Mason School for Girls or something in Wickham. That's where they filmed that that scene on the oh. stage. Which is one of my favourite scenes in the film, and I've we're talking put- Flash Gordon here, right? No, no, we're talking Raiders. Oh, Raiders now, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So the scene where he he brings the the, the he gets the the book out and shows yeah. them the ark, uh, that was filmed at the Masonic School for Girls in Wickham, I and I, I did a sketch <laughs> with uh, our good friend Ollie and, and Kevin Bishop, yeah, for the Kevin Bishop show on that stage, and it was the probably the worst sketch. It didn't make the cut. Oh, for, for okay, Kevin's well show. that does tell so, you yeah. something. Yeah. But I remember being on the stage and looking around and going, "Hang on." I'm in a film. <laughs> film. <laughs> or, hang on, nothing's changed since I was seven in the garage. Yeah. yeah. Except I'm dressed as... Uh, Except I'm getting paid for it I'm now. dressed as a, a terrorist yeah. in, a, in, a, in a Channel 4 sketch show. Wow. Well, um, yeah. I have to, on a, on a ver- very quick note, because I want to get to you, Jim, uh, Flash yeah. Gordon was one of my favourite films as a child, to the point where, and this is probably controversial, I think I preferred it to Star Wars. I would be... I'm close to that. Are you? Would you yeah. support me that? Uh, I would... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think... this. It's funny. Star Wars, I think you're either really into Star Wars or you're not into it at all. Well, uh, yeah, I was into uh, it, though. Yeah. I was okay. really into it, but... but there yeah, was something about Flash Gordon. Gordon. I mean, it's, it's, it's so kitsch, but it's got so many great British actors in it. And, and Max von Sydow as well. And so Mike fun. Hodges. And Robbie Coltrane is, um, is an extra in it. Is he? Yeah. So at the beginning when... Um, uh, Flash gets into the little, the little sort of plane, and yeah, the, yeah. the hail starts coming out. Yeah. He he's the guy who sort of takes his luggage and loads no. it into the thing. Yeah, and closes the closes the door. I don't know if he had a bigger part, which God. was just cut later on. You but, know your um, stuff, don't you? I know you my know Flash. Your- <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. You know, one of the facts I love is that um, Sam J. Jones, uh, they asked him to dye his hair blonde and they dubbed his voice almost completely. Really? And you kind of think, well, maybe you should have got a different actor <laughs> if you don't like his hair or his voice. Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that would have well, been good. So, hang on. So they, they, they dubbed him? Yeah. Wow. I and, never knew and, that. and I, I read, like, that. I think Empire or someone did a the making of Flash Gordon or something, and they said that he refused to come back and dub parts of his voice, and they pretty much did ev- all of it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And then that's I mean, why how- when you see him in Ted, he's got this he's completely got this different kind of yeah. voice. He sort of sounds like a it sounds like cartoon someone, gangster yeah. or something. Uh, Jim Howick, James Neil Howick. Here we have. You will yes, know sir. James from the many, many TV shows he's appeared in uh, Peep Show, uh, Armstrong and Miller Show, Kevin Bishop's Show, Miranda, Original Perry, and The Wrong Man's Inside Number Nine, loads and loads. But oh, that probably wasn't in Miranda. Weren't sorry. you? No, oh. I, did, I did a radio pilot, which is for some reason it's on oh, okay. IMDb. I don't know. Uh, no, well, just goes but, to show uh, how well I know that show um, uh, uh, more recently you have starred in the I um, don't know why I'm now directing this at you in case in case you've forgotten it's a bit like this is your life it is yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, he starred in the uh, BBC comedy Thriller. Is that what you're calling it? Stag? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, guess. I think that's that's fair. And the E4 sci-fi comedy drama. Yes. Uh, there's on, a on multi-hyphenate the there. Uh, <laughs> the Aliens. Yes. But of course, people, I don't know how you feel about this. They're probably proud, I would imagine. People yeah. mostly know you for Horrible Histories and, and, and Yonderland. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's funny. It, it depends on the t- time of day. So in the morning, <laughs> if people come up to you, it's usually about horrible histories. Yeah. But if you're at a festival or something, it's nearly always peep show. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you're people. at festivals every other weekend? Every, every festival yeah. there is. <laughs> and fuck, there's a lot now, aren't there? Oh, my there's, God. There's too many, frankly. There are too many. That's a whole We're other conversation. Um, uh, but, yeah, how d- that's a good place to start because yeah. you... I, I, I know this is a slightly controversial question, but I think it's fair to say that for an actor or a comedian, there is maybe a bit of a stigma or maybe a tiny bit of reticence about doing children's television. But yeah. your, your, your show, the reason it's so successful is because it isn't really like a t- children's TV show. It appeals to adults. It's funny. It's smart. But was there at the very beginning when you decided to do it, were you like, oh, I'm... I'm Doing yeah. a kids' TV show here. Well, I think so. I think if, if, the, books, be if the books didn't have such a wide, <laughs> I'll use my finger to um, yeah, to an otter a, a beaver. or a beaver. beaver. I don't know. Let's say an otter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a beaver conjures different it, it images. Does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. If if the I think that it was already a popular brand. The books. Um, right. I think I kind of I'd, I'd just outgrown the books, so mm. the books come out come along in the late. Do you have to be a certain height to enjoy the? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a fairground. Life that's strictly for kids, like inverted. Though. Yeah, too so tall. I think the fact that, that there was a brand attached had—that's what attracted ca- kind of um, adult comics. So there was myself and Simon Farnaby yep. and Ben Wilbond, mm-hmm. and people that had already. All the people that, by the way, I sort of started out with in yeah. the Edinburgh circuit. Yeah, yeah. And well, Ben sort of gave uh, Ben and Arne gave the sketch group that I was a part of our kind of break at the Canal yeah. Cafe Theatre. So I knew him and Simon for. I've known them for ages. And then I met the others on, on the set. But yeah, I definitely think so. I think I can remember actually uh, being with Simon and we didn't know what the show was going to be like. And we just, we were sat in our trailer and it was, you know, really low budget. You still hadn't show. got scripts at even that stage in the trailer. You didn't know what it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. yeah. We just don't know what it was going to look like and yeah, how it was yeah, going right. to come across. So, and but we just looked at each other thought, and thought, well, no one's going to see it. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. No one's going to see it, and I probably won't come back next year because I'm I'm doing another series of, of Kevin's show and yeah. and. Uh, but it this just is the Kevin became Bishop show. Kevin Bishop yeah, yeah. Show, and it, it just became a, phenom- a phenomenon. Yeah. I think it's fair to say yeah. children's television. I remember phenomenon. being with you when Harry Styles approached you and said, oh, "I know you from yeah. Horrible Histories," yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Jim's made it. <laughs> <laughs> he's made oh, that, it. Yeah, if one of the Might. most famous people on the planet knows who he is, he's made it. Yeah, and that's that was the same night. I think that was." Um, that was that was at the Groucho, wasn't it? And Florence. No, no we don't Flo- go there. No, we don't go there. I'm in children's television. <laughs> uh, Florence and the Machines. Florence of Florence yeah. and the Machines came up to me as well. Yeah. And it did her was, machine come up as well? Yeah, her yeah. machine. As well. <laughs> it's like a kind of synthetic. It's like Bishop. Uh, so, you, you, at what point did you realise? Oh, this is actually this is a. It's good, but this might actually sort of transcend your typical kids TV show um, it was when we won the, the British Comedy Award for yeah. Best Sketch Show so I think it was the oh first God, time yeah. I think it's the first time since Anton Deck won with CD UK years ago yeah. this was the time when you know this was the first kind of children's sketch show that had ever won Best Sketch mm-hmm. the Best Sketch uh, category and that was the moment I think that we thought okay well, maybe we can make another show for, 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 for later and, and do sort of horrible histories for adults or something yeah. but then that would be awful <laughs> if we did cross the line and make horrible histories for adults I mean it would be by the way I, the I could probably the violence <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that show by the way well I mean it'd just, I, it'd just be watching Caligula every night yeah you? but I also you know have, I'm not a massively well educated guy so I could use my history in bite sized comedic pieces you know there you go um, but it, with more more sex and violence, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it, it's, it's, it, that was the moment when we realised that, um, that that this was really taking off, and uh, and then we, of course, we did a we did a prom at the, the Albert Hall as well, yeah. which was. Um, and now there's like there's tours where none of you guys are even no, in it. <laughs> no, no. Well, the company, the brand that owned the comp, the, the the brand that owned uh, the, the brand, sorry, the company that owned the brand Scholastic Publishing, they gave um, I think it was the Birmingham Touring Company a, ma- a massive contract and yeah. that kind of corresponded with that, the time that we were on and so we couldn't really get get a live show on the road which is a shame and and and, and so we we I don't think we do any more but we used to get kind of angry tweets from parents who felt let down and I can understand that yeah wow what do you um, do about that well you just say I'm sorry man it's nothing to do with me yeah angry uh, for hire. I mean I've had Walk people off. going like you know I've, I've, I've been trolled before but not by an angry parent yeah it Where means, were it, you? Yeah, it's eighty pounds down in the foyer. Yeah. Two crying children. <laughs> it's all Howick's fault. <laughs> yeah, they're going to grow up scarred. But we, yeah. So, um, so then, when did yonder? What? When did Yonderland come? Did that? Was that something they Sky approached you for? Or uh, did you pitch to them? We just. We, well, we 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 thought that horrible histories was coming to an end, and uh, which it hasn't. But that's another whole other story. But. Basically, we, we thought it was coming to an end and we wanted to keep working together. That was the reason. And mm. Sky came to us and said, look, you know, we'd love something. We'd love a family show. Um, and we decided to keep the kind of the... Um, how do you just... Dis- the wigs and the funny costumes. Yeah. And how, do, how We can't incorporate history anymore. We can't do... We had to walk away from history, but so uh, we decided to do fantasy. <laughs> we had instead. to walk away from history. We had history. to walk away from history. This is something that only ever exists history. in the now. Yeah. So we uh, did crawl. So we they and also basically. they get every episode gets destroyed as soon as it's transmitted. Yeah, it's yeah. like a kind of MI6. Yeah. Did you? Um, were you? 
was it the because the, 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 there's lots of puppets and creations there is it with Jim yeah. Henson's workshop it's with Baker yeah. Coogan who oh, okay. creates um, puppets for Henson workshop okay right there is a connection so they, yeah, yeah and did you um, did you guys write the the, the puppet characters did you have any say in the creation and the look of yeah. any of them yeah absolutely that must yeah. have been fun that was amazing yeah so for about three months actually you so know, you could we, normally when you write a character in a script you say uh, you know he's white or black or he's 30s or he's yeah, but yeah. now you can go he has a really long nose yeah. and one eye yeah, and yeah. yeah so myself and um, and Matt Bainson mm. who's in the group uh, we wrote a script for this series coming up that we've just finished filming and and one of the characters one of the, the puppets is a worm with two heads at either end yeah. and it kind of pulls in different directions and yeah yeah and yeah you just you conjure up these things it's an, an amazing way to exercise your imagination yeah and you you know you spend about 2 months of the year when we're uh, in pre-production literally sitting with a with a concept artist and um and and coming up with these and how, plans how, how, and obviously everything has to kind of um Go through Pull into line with the, with the budget yeah. and everything else, yeah, and then, and the set and, and physical constraints. You know, the puppeteers have to be able to work these things, and we don't have a raised set either. Most puppet shows have a raised set, so the puppeteers can move freely underneath mm-hmm. you. Whereas our show is on a on normal earth ground, yeah. so they're kind of on a sort of tandem skateboard, moving around us. That sounds really difficult. It is, yeah, and it's slow. They must hate you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All we wanted yeah, was a raised ground. Of, we've lost quite a few puppeteers actually over the years. What? Well, Dead? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This show, like you guys, will go to any uh, lengths <laughs> to get your comedy on TV. Yeah, we. Yeah, sadly, wow. no, they, we, they've had to, they've had repetitive strain injury and you know all sorts of things. But I mean, yeah. I think this is something that puppeteers yeah. genuine. It's not generally. It's not just stuff. you guys. It's not just us guys. Yeah, you know. yeah. um, well, that's that's amazing. Mm. And then uh, m- more recently, you, as I mentioned, starred in Stag. Uh, is it? Fair to say, starred. You were one of the co-leads or something. Yeah, you were yeah, certainly story-wise um, a central character. Yes, that's right. That must yeah, have been yeah. a lot of fun to do. Up in yeah, the Highlands, it was amazing. I mean, Jim. People getting uh, killed yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. People getting killed. <laughs> this again. is the, by the way, listeners that I'm, I'm referring to the. Uh, the characters, not the uh, Jim, doesn't uh, only no. work on shows <laughs> where crew members are getting killed every. Yeah, every week. it's uh, it's 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 one of those shows. It. it Jim Field Smith directed it yeah. and wrote it and, and sorry co-wrote it and produced it, and um, and he came to me sort of two years before the 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 script I think was delivered to the BBC and said you know this is um, we'd love you know if this happens we'd love you to play this part and he sent mm-hmm. me a script and it was ridiculous I mean it was like cliffhanger. Uh, for the BBC, and you know, <laughs> you mean the Stallone film? Yes, the really? Stallone film. Yeah, I Amazing. mean it was kind of. Were you like, like shit? I've got to work out for yeah, this. I did work out kind of for it, any kind of. Really? For it. Just mm. some cool. Okay, exercises. I'm not going to make any uh, comment on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was um, it was ex- an extremely physical script, God. which thankfully. Uh, budget constraints meant that it had to kind of tone itself yeah. down. But it was, you know, typical Jim. He has an incredible vision and he's incredibly ambitious, and he, you know, and, and he knows exactly what he wants. And and uh, was that and your so, was that your first r- part that you f- that was where you were quite as central as that? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think and so. Yeah, well, that yeah. must have been very flattering to s- just get the call. Yeah, it was amazing. You didn't even audition, no. No, but I would imagine there was. A lot of discussion. Yeah, of course, but still, you didn't have to fucking audition. No, no, no. no. It's amazing. So it's incredible. Because I, I don't know a know, single actor. Jim and George a tremendous, a tremendous amount. I don't know a but, single um, actor who, no matter how good they are, who likes auditioning. Well, maybe some, but they're yeah. just weird. Yeah. 
That's I don't good. know if this was made on the proviso that Jim was going to get sort of Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hardy at the time to sort of act around mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. I don't to know. Act to around act around, around me. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, even as character. There'd be the trees, the wind. Just to, yeah, just to be the yeah. elements. I can imagine uh, Benedict being good as the elements. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It, it, It'd be, it's quite it, Shakespearean, it, it, isn't it? Tempest, to play a tree a tempest or itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, Jim, Jim called me up and asked me to, if, I, if I would be interested, and of course I would be interested. And uh, but I never thought I'd get the gig, and it turns out I, I did. And that's thanks to Jim. And uh, the show went down well. I, I think so. so yeah. yeah. Is there I mean, any, was, uh, Is there a way of doing a follow up? I don't think so. No. 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 I mean, much. I think Jim's. Uh, I mean, they Jim did. has plans to kind of do a Hindu style mm-hmm. thing, okay. but maybe taking it away from Scotland so that mm-hmm. the crew, are, the crew are a lot happier. The Ballam, maybe, yeah, yeah. or um, Chichester. Yeah, <laughs> where a lot of people die. Where a lot of people do die. They go yeah. to die. And then the aliens, which I have to, I'm sorry to say, I haven't actually seen That's yet. Okay. Um, I mean, you're in so many things. There's, I've got a lot of catching up yeah. to do. Well, there's two. Um, uh, <laughs> You, I'm on. talking about no, your no, entire no, of breadth yeah, of yeah, work yeah, here. Sure. Uh, um, yeah, the aliens. So that's a Earth-based uh, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know that genre, drama. Earth-based sci-fi. Earth-based sci-fi. Yeah. Um, v. Yep. Uh, cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, by the way, never pitch this show again. <laughs> Because I have no idea what you're talking about right <laughs> okay. now. Okay, so aliens arrived in uh, in our on our world yeah. and our planets in the 70s. Mm-hmm. They uh, crash landed, and their hum- the 70s have got a lot to know, answer haven't for, they? haven't they? <laughs> yeah, I know the golden age, and they were brought out, and they then they were ghettoized. So basically, the, the the story is is that the aliens are ghettoized, and and the central character is played by Michael Soccer, who plays mm-hmm. a, a border guard on this kind of uh, on this. Uh, wall so to speak it's called the wall and uh, the aliens are sort of tagged and let through and in the middle of in the ghetto there's a crime syndicate um, which is kind of imposed and encouraged by the human side in order to keep you know to keep in sort of illegitimate order over there and what it basically turns into a big gang war Mm -hmm. the crime thing is it is Is it exciting uh, yeah it looks great and is it a um I mean, I, when I looked on the Wikipedia, yeah. it said comedy drama. Is is it comedic in uh, parts? Yes. I yeah. mean, I think that's kind of my role in it. Really, is is um, I'm one of the sort of the comedy. Uh, you're like relief. The relief. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it is quite violent. Yeah, and also it's, it's kind it's of Tarantino-y with... in its tone, okay. and it's it's kind of accidental violence, which I always think is the most brutal violence. Mm-hmm. So. For example, the moment in Pulp Fiction where the kid gets shot by accident. I mean, that's horrendous. Spoiler! Sorry, guys. Still a lot of people that haven't seen that. You can can swear. You can swear. The kid dies in the car. Right, that's terrible. He gets shot in the fucking face. There's a lot of cars. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of kids. Yeah. So and and you know things like that. Things like uh, City of God and Tarantino and things where where and it's um all good great references. I I really want to see it now and um. And it's dealing with big themes, obviously, like kind of immigration and segregation and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's dealing with themes that, that aren't just current. You know, yeah. these are themes that have been around for... Four or five four, years. Four or five years <laughs> and, and 40. Yeah. Um, yeah since, I, it, since the beginning of time, I would say. of time. There was a lot of tension not, between yeah, the humans yeah, and yeah. the There's dinosaurs. Of, yeah, exactly. Even yeah. though we they didn't to, exist we, we at the same time. Off, and that's what Jurassic Park... 
Yeah. We can see what happens yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. Um, well, great. I, is that a show that you... Th- that could come back if they if they want it to come uh, it back. It could do. I mean, yeah. we haven't heard anything else. Okay. But we filmed it in Bulgaria, so okay. um, it's quite difficult to film over there because the the, the weather's uh, reasonably extreme. Reasonably extreme. Mm. That's that's the, yeah. that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's extreme. Mm-hmm. So if you film in sort of late September, it's in the forties because it's next door to Greece. Yeah. Um, and if you film in December, it's uh, kind of snow up to your knees. Yeah. So they, you've got sh- three months. To they shoot, shoot plebs there. Yeah. At the, at the same time, I've heard all the same. Yeah. And actually, you can see it in the show sometimes the cold breath, yeah, and they're all they're like clearly are, in their minds yeah. going, "Why the fuck did yeah, I sign yeah, yeah. up to this?" But they're all in. They're, they're in tunic yeah. as well, which doesn't help. No, it doesn't help at all. So we haven't got long to. No. We, we ch- I could chat to you for much longer, uh, Jim, James Neal. But okay. um, we need to get to your guilty pleasure. Yeah. Because on this show, we, we ask people got, to put forward their I've guilty got, pleasure. I brought sort of points with me. Oh, excellent. So this might speed things along. Okay, good. Well, should we just do this should in a bullet point? Should we just do point? this now? Yeah, so... No, so, well, tell, tell the vi- uh, viewers, listeners, um, what your guilty pleasure is. My guilty pleasure is A View to a Kill, the 1985 Roger Moore Bond film. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually asked me in a text message whether it was what was it you said? Does is it obscure or is it guilty enough or something? Well, it's. I think in the world, if if we're talking about Bond films, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. Absolutely, yeah, because people will it's go. It's widely oh, come considered on. the one of the worst Bond. Films. Isn't Octopus considered? I the think worst? so. Yeah. I mean, that's just outright racism. <laughs> place it, but it's <laughs> and you can't you can't say that's a guilty pleasure. No, no, no. no. But you get to a certain age, I think, and, and guilty pleasures are no longer guilty. I think you just think, I'm yeah. going to watch what I want. And, oh, the irony is completely worn off. You yeah, like, absolutely. I like it. And you enjoy the irony. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know. Um, so, yeah. What do you love about it so much? Well, it's courageous. And there's so much to love about it. Firstly, I'm going to start with this because I think this is possibly one of the greatest Bond moments. Bond makes a quiche. Oh, my God. In this film. This is amazing. I, and I'm, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about warming up a quiche. He makes it from scratch, <laughs> and it, so it's it's the most. He can do anything. He can do anything. It's the most Roger Moore quiche as well. It's a quiche de cabernet, <laughs> which I've never Does heard. He I've never heard. Yeah, he <laughs> says it in the script. He says, "Et voilà, quiche de cabernet," which is. Does we, that mean it's got wine in it or something? I don't know. No. Does, Perhaps we should look does, at the. I don't even know what. What does that mean? Well, in the, on the top, it's got peppers and olives on it. Okay. A little sort of seventies. Yeah. It looks very seventies. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's in the eighties, um, he makes a quiche de cabernet from scratch, and then they sit and eat it, and they talk. It's basically an exposition uh, mm-hmm. tool. But they've missed the trick here because surely the the most exciting exposition tool is making the quiche de cabernet. He would have had to make the short crust. Yeah. He would have had to... Well, I remember this bit. We just cut to... Um, I've actually even spoken to other people about this bit. I love yeah, it so much. Yeah, yeah. We just cut to, like, later, and he's revealing a perfectly yeah. made quiche. quiche with, with still all the normal Bond clothes that he <laughs> wore in that era. And no mess anywhere. <laughs> no mess, no flour. No flour. Anywhere. Because he is that fucking good. He's that good. I mean, when you think about, you know, Daniel Craig would probably make a stew, wouldn't he? He'd make something long, yeah, or something a curry. one pot. Yeah. You know, I something don't, I don't that like he could leave overnight. A, I don't like to waste a stew. Yeah, view. Yeah, Skyfall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very good. You could do it. Uh, you could go on the comedy circuit uh, yeah, with that. Well, thanks. Yeah, man. yeah. But yeah. So okay. So that's that's just that's the kickoff. That's we've they've got that happens yeah. in the middle of the film. I we've hope that, that isn't the, the only reason because really it sounds like you just no, want to watch some God, cookery no. shows. So Christopher Walken plays the villain, yeah. which is probably one of the greatest villain Bond villain casting mm-hmm. in, of 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 the last well the last. 
30 no hang on the last 10 bond films say mm-hmm. maybe um is he's only, good let's just say yeah. he's really good okay he's good He's good. But Bond, the henchman, is Grace Jones. She's the henchman. Henchwoman? Henchwoman, sir. So I don't know what the correct... Hench... Hench... Hen- henchwoman? Henchperson? Yeah, henchperson, yeah. yeah. Hench... Hencher? Hencher. Yeah. She- the hencher <laughs> is fashion icon and pop star Grace Jones. Uh, so there's that, right? Yeah. Which- and I, I heard that Bowie and Sting, in that order, were offered the part. Walken's part before Walken. Well, that would have been interesting. Bowie and Grace Jones as the I mean, sort of new romantic villains. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that they must have had Grace Jones in place before Bowie turned yeah. it down. Whatever, they were going for someone blonde. Yeah, right. Okay. It was, Bo- it was Bowie. They still they didn't went, get him because still, he had to dye his hair. Didn't, they still didn't get him. Um, so you've got Walken. Yeah. So at the beginning, right? So you've got Barry's. You've got you see, Bond's. You know, messing around in the snow looking for micro- microchips, and you've got Barry's score, and then all of a sudden the Beach Boys come yeah. in. California. I was girls. rewatching it last night. I yeah. was like, Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's weird. It's so, like so I get what happens. they're trying to do, and it's a cover of. It's yeah. a cover. It's not even them. Oh God. So yeah, that's that's kind of that's that's weird. It has the best Bond song. We've just discussed this and we were talking about it. Well, Blade. maybe not the best one. One of them. But one, I think an underrated one. There yes. you go. That's okay. what I'm going to say. Yeah. An underrated Bond song. Bond song. Okay, so it's got that. Um, so You're just chucking anything <laughs> at me here. Can I just say, when I was re-watching it last night, it really struck me, and maybe that's because we've now got used to the uh, Daniel Craig Bond, it really struck me what a pervy old man Roger Moore is. Yeah. I mean, A, in this film, he's like in his early 60s or something. He's 58. 58, there you go. So he's 10 years older than Craig is now. But 50, like, and the women that he's sleeping with are all in their, like, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And there's never any question of, like, whether he's, what he's doing. It just, it just, it stinks of... I think that's what it's become. I think at the time, it's all a, we didn't. I didn't really consider it. No, like, of course my, my not. My dad did because Bond was probably about three years younger than my granddad. Yeah. When I watched it for the first time, which is weird. He's, so it's kind of the film itself has almost turned into a bit of a freak show. I well, think and also whenever and and the um, sort of the sparagy between. Um, uh, when he's they do a close up of him on say on the ski slope and then cutting to his body double oh is God. so ridiculous now that it's like well I I just know that isn't Roger yeah, Moore of course it can't be there's I'm, a moment I'm, where uh, he's driving this Renault and and the, and the and the windscreen gets sliced off by a barrier mm-hmm. and the and the double sort of pops up and it looks like my dad well no it doesn't look like my dad because my dad's Roger Moore's age now it looks like a man our age. <laughs> And someone's just like plopped a handful of hay on this man's head, oh. and as, as like a kind of weird Roger Moore. I mean, there is there wig. is also, and maybe <laughs> this is why you've picked it as a guilty pleasure. But there is also something of a, a, a something quite sweet about it as well. You know, <laughs> there's something sweet about the weird oh, yeah. pervy old man. Um, I mean, fair play to him; he's doing things that I I couldn't do now. Uh, but do you love just to wrap up because we do have to finish? Of course, the set, yeah. But do you? Do you feel like modern Bond films have lost some of that fun? Or are you one of those people, you sort of hark back to them more? Or do you think that was of its time and we can't really go back to it? 
I I do think it's of its time. I do. Yeah. I think it has. I think the the reason why I look at those Bond films with such affection is because they're so appealing to kids. Everything's kind of goofy and, and big mm-hmm. and ridiculous. Uh, and I was very excited when when Daniel Craig came back and we entered a kind of serious, more sort of Cold Warry style Bond. But you would like um, some a few more jokes again. Well, I enjoy. Some... I do enjoy a, a bit of cheeky humour. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, uh, why don't you tell everyone what your uh, second choice of uh, music is? Uh, this is a song, in fact. I think. Yeah, is it a song? Do you call it? Is a song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a Kenny Rogers song. It's uh, just popped in to see what uh, condition my condition was in. Mm-hmm. And from, this is from, from the, the from Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Yeah. No connection to anything we've spoken about. <laughs> Nothing today, at all. We but this is a particular favourite of yours. I love it. I first yeah. heard it. Supergrass did a cover of it on TFI Friday in the nineties, and uh, yeah. and you've loved it ever since. I've loved it ever Great. since. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Goodbye. <laughs>